Hi, welcome to Buzz and Biz, the success podcast. I'm your host, Steve Markey. Today, we have Darius Gant on. And with further ado, I will let Darius introduce himself. Thanks for joining, Darius. Please start. Yeah, off. no problem. And, uh, and thanks for the invitation, Steve. Um, you know, it's a pleasure to come in and, and kind of have a chat with you and talk about my story as well. I, I guess I can probably help by kicking off with a bit of a background on me. Um, so today, you know, I'm primarily working in the field of artificial intelligence, but my journey started nowhere near that field. Um, I actually came out of school um, as a CPA. I worked for big four accounting firm KPMG. Uh, love the experience, love learning the numbers behind what ran a business. And at the time, you know, I thought I was going to use that as a basis for being, you know, a CEO for a fortune 100 company. Right. Um, you know, so, so that was the initial ambition. Um, you know, I quickly learned that my personality is more suited for careers, right. That allow for more creativity. Um, you know, so what, I had two thoughts after spending some time at KPMG. One would be, do I, do I make a pivot into a career in finance where you kind of, it's more of a forward looking lens on business or do I come become an entrepreneur, right? I decided, uh, you know, alongside my, my, my other entrepreneurial, my entrepreneurially minded friends that I would do that, go and, and start a business. So I had this grand idea. I read this book where uh, there were a couple um, athletes that had managed to be athlete entrepreneurs. I left out the part that I played college basketball. Um, so it'll make sense now when I mentioned that my big plan was to become like the next Jamal Mashburn or the next Magic Johnson, where you could take your career, your, the money you make as a professional athlete, and then transition that into being this kind of business mogul. Right. And so I actually went back, played professional basketball and started a business on the sides, you know, the business, I started out doing motivational speaking and then had a back end business where I was doing, um, you know, financial consulting uh, for young professionals. So I did that for a couple years on the basketball side, ruptured my Achilles tendon. Uh, so kind of ended that entire journey. And uh, then, you know, but in that process, I got to see how businesses are started, right? Um, and, 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 how I could ultimately scale a business and what I was missing in order to be able to do that. Right. So that was my, you know, that clued me into what my next step would be. I wanted to figure out how businesses scale. I had been introduced to this concept of scaling businesses through M&A, mergers and acquisitions. Um, and so I wanted to get into the field of, of private equity. One of the guys who had a huge impact, actually two guys who had a huge impact on me are uh, Reginald Lewis and, and Robert Smith. Um, you know, Reg Reginald Lewis has passed, but he's uh, famous for uh, being a private equity titan. Robert, Robert Smith is, 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 you know, was recently recognized as one of the uh, by Times as one of the 100 most influential people. Um, so I, because of them, I wanted to get in private equity. And so I needed to chart my path to getting there, which meant go to investment banking, which I did spend a couple of years in investment banking. Then I got into Columbia Business School. Um, which helped me to broaden my network um, and really start, you know, making the push into private equity. Post business school, I did private equity where I worked at a, a uh, software company, a software investment firm, uh, managed about $4 billion in assets and invested exclusively in enterprise software companies. Uh, so that introduced me to a number of entrepreneurs who were starting, who were starting businesses from scratch. And that kind of, you know, um, you know, 
the entire time I'm looking at these entrepreneurs who are building these amazing businesses, or sometimes not amazing, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it really kind of kicked that entrepreneurial bug that I had. And, and so, you know, what I became exposed to during those experiences as an investor is artificial intelligence. And, you know, I got really excited about what AI would hold it would hold in the future from a personal perspective. You know, we talk about this fourth industrial revolution and it's this opportunity for people who haven't traditionally had an opportunity to, to take part in the economic growth of the United States and globally now because of artificial intelligence and with it being such a new field and so misunderstood it's an opportunity for those folks um which you know i'm a part of that community uh, to get in at the early phases and, and establish some presence and then be able to benefit economically so for that reason it was person it was important for me um personally on the other side professionally i'm always attracted to emerging um technology you know one of the things that excites me is when there's an it, when it's an industry when there's always something new coming out and it allows me to you know flex that creative muscle um i want to be in that space so ai naturally lended to that and then you think about the value that was created once the internet came you think about companies like amazon that sat a plat that put a platform in top on top of the wave of growth that you saw from the internet i saw the same thing in ai so that right there told me look you need to you know dive head first into this industry but then it came you know and we can talk about this but you know how did you develop the concept that is now my business now that i run is tesoro ai uh, we're based out of Medellin, Colombia. But, you know, that's how I decided that I would set my own platform on top of this wave of growth in artificial intelligence. So today, I run a company by the name of Tesoro AI. What we do is we help startups and enterprises scale their AI initiatives um, through our talented pool of data scientists and machine learning engineers. Then I also have a podcast where it's really um, educating people who would love to dive into AI themselves, either as, you know, a founder or as an executive within a larger company that would like to build an AI uh, program, right, or solution. This is kind of that, you know, what are the learning lessons from people who have done it before? So I'll, uh, I guess that's a long, you know, a long version of, of my background, but happy to, to, answer, to answer any questions. That was great, and congrats on your success. Yeah, yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy a crazy route, ups and downs, and you know, especially with these crazy times now, it's kind of having seen everything from when I was coming out of college, uh, the the recession, <laughs> how people were impacted, and then seeing it again now, it's 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 definitely ups and downs. Weird times, right? Very cyclical. Yep. Hey, Darius, for the audience, could you give the name or maybe a, a link to your podcast so that those interested may look into it? Yeah, yeah. So the podcast is The Darius Gantt Show, um, just my first and last name. It's on all of the popular uh, podcasting platforms. The, the website you could go to is my personal website, DariusGantt.com. That's D-A-R-I-U-S-G-A-N-T.com. Um, everything is there. And, you know, what I do is inter interview, you know, a lot of the top AI founders and executives um, where they tell their story and basically how I built it. Great, great.
So to elaborate on that, how did you, or how do you, uh, present tense as far as, as well as past tense, learn about AI? Was it organically? Did you take any courses? Is it YouTube and Google searches? How did you acquire that knowledge or do acquire the knowledge? Yeah, yeah. And this actually led to why I started the podcast, right? When I first wanted to get involved in AI, um, you know, I started by looking at a lot of the technical information, right? So uh, I took a course, um, you know, I eventually took a course in machine learning, got certified, um, and it gives you the very basics behind building a machine learning solution. But I still couldn't conceptualize what AI could do in the real world. Um, and I knew that there are people with years of experience. For example, you know, my partner in the business, 20 years of experience in AI, uh, in software development, and, and, and he's a PhD in, in, in AI, right? I'm never gonna reach that level, <laughs> right? So how can I combine my knowledge of business and understanding you know, how to create value in business to this field of AI? So I started out very technical, trying to learn those things, but quickly realized, you know, if you wanna conceptualize how AI can be applied to the real world, you need to talk to people who are actually doing it. Part of that came from my time as an investor. Right, where I'm meeting hundreds of, of CEOs and founders who either would like to build AI solutions or um, have actually built AI solutions. And throughout those conversations, right, you, you get to understand how AI fits within a business. Beyond that, though, I just started reaching out and, and having conversations with actual practitioners. practitioners. This is post my AI, um, post my investing days, um, and really just having deep conversations about what they did, how they did it, um, so, so that I can really conceptualize what, what AI is in the real world. Um, and so that helped me more than anything, right? I can now think back and say, okay, well, all of these concepts I learned from a technical perspective. This is how they apply to what can what can be done in the real world. And it also helped me to understand, okay, what can be done, what can't be done. Um, so I think that for me, those conversations and, and hearing kind of the real world, um, getting those real world walkthroughs of, of what's actually happening was super helpful, um, which is why I started the podcast, because, you know, I figured from the business perspective, from folks who come from a business perspective, it's going to be a lot more um, helpful to have to take that angle to learning more about AI versus kind of a you know let me dive into the code right, which is a whole another skill set that most of us are scared of. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, so I think you're talking about use cases, right? Which is yeah. a great segue, in my opinion. I wrapped up doing some work. It, late last year through earlier this year before the pandemic hit, where an organization, in my opinion, had some challenges with success criteria around this latest, greatest, I don't want to say fad, but let's just say emphasis on AI, machine learning, big data, data analytics, data science, etc. With you and your organization, do you find that you help your clients establish the success criteria and the use cases as well as implement or execute upon it? Or do you see some organizations where they may have heard of this stuff at a conference, they know their business processes and or uh, data utilization is not where it should be or could be and, 
and they engage you? Is, is that how, as far as customer acquisition and, and uh, your engagement process, how that is flushed out? Yeah, I would say that's certainly something we help folks with when, when, when they need to understand what are the use cases that would be most helpful to their business. Ideally, though, that's something that the company itself um, starts to figure out earlier, right? Because you shouldn't, it's not always necessary to use AI. Um, you know, there are, the, so the, the first place to start is what are the pain points our customers have and how do we solve those pain points? Are they worth solving? So, you know, what you need before even thinking about AI is what are the pain points that are worth solving that someone would pay for, pay for, right? This is just a hypothesis. What we can do beyond that, because you have to have a unique understanding of your customer to be able to, to, to um, determine whether the pain point is worthy, worthy of being solved, right? The business leader has the best understanding of that or should, right? What we can do beyond that is let's talk about how AI may or may not be the right solution, right? And so a lot of times you can solve that problem without AI. Sometimes AI is going to solve the problem and then give you a, an extra bump, create a competitive advantage or be able to do things that traditional software or humans are never going to be able to do. Right. Um, so, you know, that's where that's where we'll come in. We'll, we'll help companies to really walk through that. And then there's, you know, well, how do we get develop a data strategy for you? Um, you know, what teams do you need to have in place? Let's uh, let's analyze your infrastructure uh, to, to understand whether you're, you know, are you ready for AI, right? And, and as we come up with these use cases, what are you actually going to need? So um, it's interesting, we started, you know, the original concept for Tesoro AI was, look, I, I noticed that with throughout Latin America, it's historically been a, a region that's been overlooked in regards to its talent, right? And we specifically started in Colombia. And obviously, Colombia, because of Netflix shows and whatnot, the, the marketing is generally around uh, narcos, right? But no one knows that in 2012, Medellin was named the most innovative city, right? Um, most people don't know that within the past, I think it was maybe a year ago, that um, the World Economic Forum um, made Medellin one of its hubs for the fourth industrial revolution. There's reasons for that. One is because of the level of talent there is here. So I say all that to say, um, you know, the original idea for Tesoro AI was to connect the talent here to, um, to companies that really needed uh, an ability to scale their AI solutions. Once we, you know, the pandemic hit, most all companies went on a hiring freeze, but a lot of them still wanted to figure out a strategy behind how do we, how do we go from zero to uh, AI, right? We still want to do it, um, but how? And so we kind of pivoted and, well, I want to, it added that piece to our business where now we have experts who can come in and help strategize, right? Let's put a, let's put a blueprint in place or a roadmap in place so you're not wasting money uh, trying to do something that ultimately isn't going to work, right? Let's get you, let's, let's create a solid foundation for artificial intelligence before we, you know, go full steam ahead. Cool, cool. Well, thank you, Darius. Do you want to make any last comments or statements as we wrap up? Um, 
No, I, I don't have, uh, <laughs> I guess I don't have any, any last statements, you know. Um, obviously, I'm very bullish on, on artificial intelligence. You know, I, I, I'm an advocate for it. Um, you know, I always like to say, you know, what all the things you see in Terminator, we're a lot uh, further away from that than what you think, but there are some <laughs> use cases where, look, artificial intelligence is doing things that, you know, the ability to, to, to look at data and, and make recommendations based on data and amount of data that the human mind, right, is not going to be able to process um, in a split second, right? Um, the ability for artificial intelligence to, to do that and kind of supplement human intelligence and human capabilities is, is impressive. So, uh, you know, um, obviously I'll, I'll, I'll shameless plug for the podcast. If you're interested in what's actually possible, definitely look at some of the use cases in, in, in the founders who talk about the things that are doing that they are doing so that it drives home, you know, what can we do today? And even where are we going in the, in the future? Cool. Well, thank you, Darius. I appreciate you coming on for this episode. This has been Buzz and Biz, the success podcast. I'm your host, Steve Markey. Thank you for listening. Till next time.